5: Greetings, welcome in hour two of the program, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio. No Jason Smith tonight. No, tonight. Dan Byer, my guy, my tag team partner here, Fox Sports Radio on the I Want Your Flex podcast. Yes, fantasy football coming up fast. You know, Dan, my first mock drafts or expert league drafts coming up here in the next week and a half. Ooh, just around the corner. We're talking like early July. Yes, yeah, right after July 4th, we're we uh, we're getting into it. I'll tell
6: you, it's a good time to have it because it gets you into the mode, but I find it funny how training camp can like so change your mind on certain things. Like the top of the draft, probably not so much, but it would be interesting to see what an early July draft would have as opposed to one that is mid to late August just after hearing all of the preseason hype or maybe lack thereof of some of the players that could be, I don't know, third, fourth, or fifth rounders.
5: Well, later on in the show, Dan, you and I will uh, trip the fantasy world fantastic with a little bit of commentary. Uh, The start of drafts right now just has me scratching my head when I see some of the names uh, atop the leader leaderboard in terms of consensus ranking, so we'll have some fun with that <laughs> coming up next hour. Coming up in about 15 minutes from now, John Morosi with us talking all things brawls and uh, standings and where we're headed and trade, rumor, conjecture, speculation. Uh, I would be remiss if I failed to mention with Jason out, I can do the my AL MVP preseason pick, hit another home run as the Houston Astros absolutely dominated the New York Mets. It's the only Mets talk of the night, Dan. Uh, Alvarez, three for three, his 23rd home run of the season, now up to 56 RBI with a robust 321 batting average.
6: Quite a weekend for the Astros against the the old Yankees. That was a great, great uh, series. And what's your appetite for what could be a showdown maybe in uh, late October? Yeah. I almost said late April.
5: No, uh, late October. Well, I mean, even if they played it in late April, it wouldn't count just the same. (laughs) The games all count, Dan. Fair enough. This time it counts. No, so we have that fun uh, and and fodder flowing. Obviously, Smith celebrating. Also, uh, he's out ill for for those unawares. Uh, So we bring everybody up to speed if you're just joining us. Uh, Thanks for making us part of your evening. You've got lots of choices, audio, video, streaming, uh, and just a nice walk in the park. But you know what? You can take us with you on that walk in the park. On the iHeartRadio app. And if you have earbuds, you know what? You can give one to a mate. Give one to your friend. Give one to your child. And you could listen in beautiful harmony uh, as we you know, wax poetically uh, of the world of sports and all the trials and tribulations. Big stories, big contracts, and all of those fun things. Uh, download it off the I, the iHeartRadio app. Uh, and then, obviously, wherever you get podcasts when it's all said and done, uh, download it. Give it five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever, uh, and one thing uh, to mention again, Jason Offs maybe celebrating uh, with an extra cheeseburger. Uh, reports are that after making a deal earlier today, New Orleans Noel, some other particulars uh, to clear some cap space. It looks like Jalen Brunson, who we referenced in hour one, uh, will become a member of the New York Knicks for years, an estimated 110 million dollars, 16.5 a game, some playoff heroics dad working for the organization and boom they got their man
6: man what 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 a difference a few years makes because there was a time when we were wondering what kevin durant was going to do what Kawhi leonard was going to do and i know this is the second time i've already said this tonight no disrespect to Jalen Brunson, <laughs> but it is a different sort of feel when we're talking about NBA free agency. When you have Durant and and uh, and uh, Kawhi Leonard out there, those sort of decisions, little different than having the big fish be Jalen Brunson.
5: No, that's just it. And obviously, we had the opt-ins yesterday. Was the Kyrie Irving? We'll get into him a little bit because you know, still some speculative things if he could still be dealt. Again, when you bring up the Lakers, I don't see how that makes any sense uh, or is even possible in any realm of reality. But you also have Russell Westbrook, who celebrated his opt-in by singing some Beyonce in his car. We'll hear a little of that later on in the program. Do we have to? Well, I mean, it, it was nice and melodic. Look, he's another guy that wants to do let's let's fight with guys in media who, you know, the Skip Bayless-West Brick thing. All of a sudden, oh, I'm mad about it. Like, Really? Yeah, You don't care. I mean, it's Skip, and Skip has a lot of followers and a lot of clout. So Skip's been doing this since I was a kid. Okay, to pull back the curtain, long before he was a talking head on Fox or ESPN, he was a newspaper columnist. And you know what he did? He picked fights with everybody in those local markets, be it Dallas, most famously, notoriously, and problematically with Troy Aikman, and then certainly in Chicago, time and time again with whomever the pincushion of the moment happened to be. That's been the act forever. So anybody that, like, this is a pride, no. Now the the players are just saying, you know what, I'm going to fight back, and now we'll have these slap fights on social media, and it'll be great. And occasionally I'll do an Instagram video, and that'll be cool too. And maybe I'll do a podcast, and that'll be even better. Maybe I'll have my own podcast. And maybe guys that used to yell at me and mock things I do, maybe they'll stand for me now that, well, we're all in the same business. It's uh, laughable uh, at times. But one guy who has been a pincushion at times, Dan, is was out doing a, a camp and trying to do some good and trying to find some peace in a turmoil-filled offseason in Cleveland where, well, Baker Mayfield is still a member of the Browns. 18.4 thereabouts uh, is what he's going to get paid, just a matter of whom, how, and, and, and how it comes to fruition. But as it stands, he's just playing the waiting game and was asked to assess the current level of his status with the Browns. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that, you know, I'll forever keep with me. Teammates and friends and, and relationships that I'll have for a lifetime.
7: But I think a lot of people think if they didn't have a quarterback for the next year, would, would there be any chance of
5: reconciliation there? No, I, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out. But uh, we're, we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides soonerscoop.com with that but you know in between throwing footballs to kids uh, about as contemplative and calm as Baker mayfield may have ever been in front of a microphone
6: yeah i I, I thought he handled it in, in a in a great fashion Mike and i I love the question that the the reporter just flat out said like listen there's talk that maybe people think that you may be needed by the browns and I think Baker answered it in the uh most correct way that he could I find it, I I find it, crazy that people would think Baker Mayfield would still suit up for the Cleveland Browns in 2022. Like I just, I find it, I I don't, I am and Mike, I don't even know where you stand on it. So I apologize for calling you crazy or anybody out there. That's okay. Just, I've
5: been called worse every I, night I, at Swollen Dome on Twitter. I just. I don't
6: see in what reality that could happen. And now maybe in early September, if Deshaun Watson suspended and something happens, that becomes reality. I'll be the first one to admit, but I just don't see any possible way that Baker Mayfield would want to suit up for the Cleveland Browns at all in 2022. Even if he even if he doesn't play, Mike, if he just sits out, loses his entire salary and isn't there for the Cleveland Browns, he still would be a viable commodity for anybody the next year when maybe Deshaun Watson would be available for the Browns. And then the Browns could move on from him like there is just no way Baker Mayfield is going to be in Cleveland in 2022. I, I just I don't see any possible way how that could happen.
5: No, it's it's being dragged out, and some some have argued, and and I've heard it. You know, think of Baker and let him go. It's like, well, no, you're you're waiting till there's an act of desperation from a another team, and you know, some got excited today, Dan. Uh, we briefly on the Seahawks Pro Shop. There was a fake page that showed up with a Baker Mayfield <laughs> jersey. Then uh, and Josina Anderson had the report about active discussions between Seattle and Cleveland that's been bandied about. Uh, take from it what you will, you know, the level of belief. Because really we've had the insiders kind of throwing uh, darts at a lot of things. And this one just kind of hangs out there because supposedly Carolina wants him. And then you have other reporters in Carolina saying there's no chance in hell. Tepper wants any part of that when he's already in to Sam Darnold from the same draft class for 18 million.
6: I also think Seattle and I've, I brought up Detroit as a possibility. I thought that that could have been an option for him, uh, I, like those are the sort of those are two teams that feel like they have something to prove you know carolina to me is a team that is is matt rule going to return next season sure like that's like that's like the question of you know of what's going to happen then you throw Baker mayfield into you know whatever that quarterback room is, is going to look like with sam darnold i mean like it just it doesn't make a lot of sense like the the minimal upgrade that i think that you would possibly get just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense for Carolina it just seems like a different situation Seattle's completely different scenario because I think Pete Carroll and that team really want to prove something without Russell Wilson and I think that Baker Mayfield wants to prove something uh without you know with, with no longer being a member of the Cleveland Browns and it just that is a situation to me that would seem to fit and we've heard it so much through this offseason of those two teams being brought up but to me they're apples and oranges for the type of team that they are baker to seattle just seems like much more of a fit and an opportunity to prove himself if he wanted to prove himself uh you know to to what other team if it would be seattle or be another team after that as he'd be a free agent after next season i could see that match but i just don't see baker mayfield going to cleveland and possibly getting injured knowing that his situation is what it is there and what they did to him. And honestly, Mike, if it didn't really work out last year and he got a bad situation, how much could his stock improve if he were to take another snap with the Cleveland Browns? Like he, his, he would be better off to not play any plays in 2022 than to play for the Browns and make teams think that they can get that star that you know quarterback in 2023. I think he'd only hurt his case if he took any snaps in Cleveland next year.
5: Yeah, I think it's just that I'd love to be a fly on the wall if there was a meeting and a, and a you know a heart to heart that somehow resulted in yeah I'll come back. I mean, that would be the the greatest thing. And obviously we're watching the Deshaun Watson uh, disciplinary hearings and waiting for information out of that. What's that? Is it the suspension a year plus? Is it indefinite? You know what what flows through? Obviously there'll be an appeal process. One would think that goes pretty fast so they can minimize any impact on training camp, et cetera. But, you know, maybe you have that discussion there. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett is there, and we've heard his name a bunch, uh, brought up by former Patriots Martellus Bennett and Julian Edelman related to the um, toughness or lack thereof of one Jimmy Garoppolo from years ago. That was some interesting sound. Maybe we'll bring that back a little bit later. But as it stands, yeah, going to Carolina, what's he going to do for you if you're uh, Matt Rule? Right, what are you winning? Another game, mm-hmm. maybe a game and a half. I, I don't know. I, I'll have to go out to Vegas and figure out what the uh, over under on wins might mean. Uh, changing him out for you know, change, putting him in and, and replacing Sam Darnold. I, I don't think the effect on anybody's expectations really changes there. Seattle, you've at least got some playmakers trying to shake yeah. it up in a tough division. So. Uh, especially if Rashad Penny can stay healthy for a full season. See what I did? I teased fantasy talk right there, Dan Byer. Uh Well, they're,
6: they're, you're right. They do have weapons. They've got guys. They've got Metcalf. They've got Lockett. They now have Noah Fant. You know, Doug Farrar did a piece on the strengths uh, recently of Baker Mayfield when he's not just you know throwing the ball to David Njoku or Austin Hooper uh, throughout a season like there's there was something to that I know the OBJ lovers will point to the passes and what has happened but I I just I don't I don't see any any benefit whatsoever um, for Baker Mayfield taking a snap like Deshaun Watson sat out a whole year for the Texans okay That tells me that Baker Mayfield could sit out a whole year for the Cleveland Browns. And look at the market that developed with Deshaun Watson, with everything that's gone on from him. You have Baker Mayfield sit out a year – that rose is going to bloom a little bit more, and they're going to be they're going to be people and teams thinking like, okay, well, we could bring in Baker Mayfield; he could be our guy. He's also coming off shoulder surgery, which nobody's talking about. I know it's his non throwing shoulder, but maybe it would even help that. Like if that was the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is him taking a snap with the Browns. So, so everything he said today is spot on. Uh, both teams moving. He was very judicial, very uh, very kind in what he said, but yeah, I just see absolutely no way that there could be a future.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
10: to start listening.
5: Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio. The club is hopping. Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Dan in for Jason Smith tonight. Hey, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations. They do apply. Dan, we're watching a, a bunch of baseball games. Colorado working over the Dodgers again. I think there's something hanging over in the clubhouse since that deal with the Atlanta over the weekend.
6: Maybe they should start crying instead of Freddie Freeman in Atlanta. Tough times for the Dodgers.
5: It's it's rough. I mean, Dave Roberts went and he was like, hey, it's tough playing in this division after they were shut out yesterday. It's like, you're playing 162 games. You're still like 15 games above 500. What? By the way, There are going to be what? hard times. Get over
6: it. What division would you rather play in, AL East or NL West?
5: Probably. Well, now that Baltimore is playing pretty well, all the other teams are wild card contenders, and the Yankees. It's the NL West. Yeah, absolutely.
6: Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: Except that when you're buying stuff, I mean, the taxes potentially are higher than some of the other markets. But, you know, because we were having some economic discussions here uh, behind the scenes. So I I thought I'd throw that in while I was at it. All right, a man who is – he wears his emotions on his sleeve when he joins us here each and every week. Our buddy, MLB Network, NHL Network, as he commemorates the finale of this NHL season. It's our buddy, John Paul Morosi, at John Morosi on Twitter, J O N M O R O S I. Buddy, how are you?
9: Good evening, my friends. Always look forward to our conversations every week. And, yes, as you point out, uh, the NHL season is over. The Avalanche deserving champions for the first time in a couple decades. And we do have some good trade deadline conversations coming up about a month or so away. All-Star Game is coming up. Love this time of year.
5: Well, you'll be out here in a couple of weeks. We can actually go to O'Groats and uh, have a nice breakfast.
9: How is everybody doing at O'Groats these days? How's Paul doing? I haven't been
5: in a bit i got to right, well, be honest. Tell
9: them all I send my regards.
5: Well, you know what? I'll make it part of our, our travels, my my daughters and I, uh, this coming week. We're, we were, we're always looking for a new breakfast joint. It's a bit of a drive from where we are, but we can make that happen. You know what? Because it's, it's all about it. emotion.
9: Biscuits from heaven. That's right. Biscuits from heaven. All
5: about emotion, all about family, all about trying to reconnect. Kind of like Freddie Freeman all weekend. Right. With the Atlanta Braves. How's that for a segue? That was a professional uh, Segway right well there. done Mike yeah well done so what, what'd you what'd you make of all the histrionics and now the uh well potential uh the blow up with his agents, the fluidity of their situation
9: right it's it is all very complicated, and uh a couple things number one clearly Freddie is is someone who wears his emotions on his sleeve, which I appreciate about him. He's a very sensitive, sincere person. Again, I appreciate that about him. We've loved that about him on the field for his entire career. And so I am always very reticent to ever criticize a player for showing emotion and being himself when I'm sure many players over the years in many sports have felt similarly conflicted when it came to move to a different organization, uh, feelings about coming back home. I just think Freddie has decided that he's going to be as authentic about it as he has been. And so I, I think that's refreshing. He Certainly this is a non-story in a lot of ways. If, if he just shows up at the press conference and says, it was special here, we won a championship, but I'm excited about my new beginning and just kept repeating that, but he clearly didn't do that. And and the agent piece of it, I, I think that it, it's, it seems quite apparent at this juncture that he wishes things had unfolded differently, if not necessarily the the end destination just aspects of the way things unfolded and i i think it's important to point out that that obviously there's if in fact he moves on from from his agency you know there's it's not as though that there's a commission that would be lost from from the agency from this agreement that they, they negotiated that and that's that's part of what they've already done so I, I think we have to be careful about what this means and what it doesn't it, it just does though to me speak to someone who's very much still walking through that transition of of moving to a new organization. And it seems like, again, we, we just rarely get this level of candor from athletes. It just seems like he still hasn't made that full transition over. The, the words of Clayton Kershaw spoke to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kershaw, by the way, represented by the same agency that has represented Freddie. Now, uh, we'll see where this all goes, but it's a very complicated issue, and I think at the end of the day, what it says to everybody very clearly is that he would have liked for some aspects of this to play out differently than they actually did.
6: If Freddie Freeman just said, I wanted to be a brave, I wanted to stay a brave, and it didn't happen, and now I'm a Dodger, would that change anything?
9: You know, it's a great question. I I don't know that he. I, I guess uh, I'll I'll say this again. I I think that he, in as many words, has almost already acknowledged that. I just think that it's it's the clear emotion, when and how he's conveying it. I, I I think a lot of athletes are very good at compartmentalizing and are very good at saying what they have to say in front of the cameras and maybe feeling something very different. And again, maybe that's just our own responsibility as as the media world, that uh, the consequences of uh, being authentic and or saying what's truly on your mind are often great because you have to have your, your words parsed by all of us and people all around the country. Uh, but but I, I think he's... I go back to last year. He he said that he never wanted to leave, and I believe that's true. And I believe that if you really asked him that on this day, he might maybe not exactly say it explicitly, but his emotions have said that for us. I don't think he has to say it. I think we all can really? read that. Because right?
6: that's that's my and Mike and I were talking about this or not to cut you off, John, but that's my, my whole point about this is he's talking about the great times and he's saying this and that. And we all know that. But it's almost like the coming to grips of it, like of just maybe like accepting it and moving on. And that's right. what I don't think has happened by. And, and I think that if you just verbalized it and said that. That that would do actually a lot more good than it would be to sit here and not play a guessing game, but just of trying to not hurt anyone's feelings. If you was just to be real with it and say it, "Hey, my agent screwed up. I wanted to be in Atlanta. I'm not. It hurt. I, you know, I'm moving on." I think that would go a long way.
9: Yeah, and and, and I think you're right, Dan, and it's, that's a very good insight. I, I think that Freddie, to back up, I mean, I think he's he is so genuine. And he is, first of all, such a great guy to begin with. He really is. He is, he is as classy as they come, represents the game so well. And I, I think that over his career, he's always been a good player. He's always been a very classy player. He's always been so broadly respected by everybody in the game, opponents, teammates alike, that that he, I, I, certainly from a baseball standpoint, he, he has almost he has not often made controversial decisions that had dramatic ramifications and downstream effects that, that were impacting families or a favorite player and, and, and the, the emotions of everybody in Atlanta and in L.A., I, I think he didn't really have to to worry about sort of these these secondary and tertiary consequences of a baseball decision because he had he had almost done no wrong and this by the way this decision wasn't wrong it was just different and it just it was just a major decision and I and I think that he's still kind of going through the process whether we want to call it grieving what he had in Atlanta or just sort of reckoning with it emotionally. This is just how he's processing it. And, and I guess what I'm saying is we rarely get this from athletes. We almost never get this from athletes. We just don't. And, and I think this, this speaks to, if you, if you remove the circumstance, for, for the vast majority of people that walk the earth, the notion of signing for as much money as Freddie has signed To play baseball, like all of us would say, oh my gosh, like that's just a dream. Every day it's a dream. But for him, it's complicated because he left the place that probably you shouldn't have left. And, and so you cannot put a price tag on that happiness and contentment and everything that he did in, in Atlanta. It's just it, life has all of a sudden become rather complicated in a very short amount of time with respect to baseball. And I think that that's, he's still kind of going through it. And I, I really think a lot of players just put up that wall and we never see this. I think players go through this, but we never see it. And I think that he's uh, he's kind of living in it right now, and we're all getting to see it, for better or worse, the full 360 of it. Listen, if he wins the World Series with the Dodgers in October, uh, I think a lot of this will be forgotten. But I think we're just seeing that, yeah, he probably wishes he was still in Atlanta, but there's no going back. I mean, he's on a long-term deal. Matt Olson, the guy who replaced him, is on a long-term deal. Like you can 't go back now, so I, I think that it's it 's now a matter of uh, making the best of the situation, and I think in times he will listen nobody 's going to feel sorry for him. He signed a nine figure deal to play for the los angeles dodgers i mm-hmm. mean nobody's going nobody 's right. going to feel feel sorry for him in this context, but I, I think it 's a good lesson to us that whether you 're making a uh, hundred grand a year, a million a year. $10 million a year, whatever it is, less than that, more than that, your happiness and contentment with the people that you're working with is paramount. And I think he still hasn't gotten there yet relative to where he was when he walked off the field in Houston as a World Series champion last season.
5: John Morosi, with us here, our baseball insider, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here at Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer in for Jason Smith tonight. Yeah, the emotion, I understand, JP. I'm, I'm more interested in what the agent did or didn't do or what he omitted uh, in any conversations uh, with Freddie. But we'll wait right. and see how that follows through. Hey, with prices soaring at the pop, Discover has your cash back. Has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn fifty five percent back at Cash Stations and Target now through June on up to fifteen hundred dollars in purchases. When you activate, learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations do apply. So JP, a big injury Bryce Harper going under uh well, gonna have his broken left thumb stabilized on Wednesday. And Rob Thompson says, I hope he's back this season. And that's a pretty damning thing versus the initial, hey, maybe six weeks.
9: Right. I I think that we're talking about probably a late, late August at the best, and, and maybe, if not then, sometime in September. And let's think about what September means. September means that, that he's going to have to get through, the Phillies have to get through all of July, all of August, and still be close enough that they decide that it's worth somebody that you've got under contract for like 10 more years uh, to get ramped all the way back up to try to get that thumb right and rehabbed to make a push in September. So you've got to be playing pretty good baseball between now and then for it to even make sense for Bryce to try to come back for two weeks. Now, granted, he's going to want to come back because that's just kind of the kind of player he is. but. You have to really think about what the mathematics looks like at a time when their, their lineup, guys, just is not, it's just not clicking the way it should. And the irony is here, the Phillies, they actually should have enough offense, not to replace him, but to not collapse. But Castellanos is having a down year by his standards. Real Muto's just been okay. Schwarber's been great. But really I was just looking at their box score tonight against the Braves. The Braves have five players whose OPS is above 800 this year who who were in the Braves lineup. Tonight the Braves beat the Phillies tonight in Philadelphia. The Phillies have one, Schwarber. That's it. There's just any bats lead off. So so after his at bat is done, you've got eight guys up next, none of whom has an OPS above 800. And so It's just going to be hard for them to win. It's going to be hard for them to keep pace. The Braves are playing a lot better than they did to to begin the season. The Mets still have some issues with their pitching, and that's that's going to be interesting to see exactly what they get from Scherzer, Degrom, and McGill for the balance of the year. So, the Braves, to me, um, I think they have they have looked a lot better of late than I expected them to be, and we'll see. Do the Marlins have enough to make a run? Probably not. But uh, but you start looking around, if the Phillies are going to are, are going to fall back to the pack, it's going to be good news for a team like the Giants, who who might be able to make the playoffs as the third best team in the NL West.
6: All right, quick one before I let them go. Uh, second best team in the AL East is blank.
9: Boston. You know, obviously they, they lost right. uh, today. Yeah, they lost today. The tough loss for them against the Blue Jays, but I think Boston right now, one through twenty-six, they just have way more firepower, I think, than, than what Tampa does for sure. And I think that they're a more balanced team than the Jays are. The Jays are too up and down. Boston, Bogarts, devers they they are just a great team.
5: There he is, John Morosi, our guy at John Morosi, J O N M O R O S I. Where you find him, MLB Network. Where are you headed to next, JP? Uh,
9: we've got Phillies, Braves. A very timely that? question that you Look asked uh, this week here tomorrow night. MLB Network, Phillies and Braves. Can't wait.
5: There you go. Can't wait to watch. Have a good call and uh, safe oh. travels, buddy. Thanks, John. All
9: the best. We'll, we'll figure out the White Sox problems next week. Okay, that'll be on our agenda for next
5: week. Do we have a whole hour? <laughs>
9: yeah,
5: or maybe we'll four do
9: multiple segments.
5: Do we bring what, in Steve Stone to try White to jump the other
9: side
3: gonna, that's gonna be the new name of the show? I love it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at ten PM Eastern, seven PM Pacific.
10: to start listening
5: really thought it was the safety dance for a moment welcome back in the jason smith show with mike arvin and i was going to be dancing around and well we threw that out the window uh mike Arbin alongside Dan Byer, jason smith off tonight reminder hey with prices soaring at the pump discover has your back with cash back use discover to earn five percent cash back at gas stations at target now through june on up to fifteen hundred dollars in purchases when you activate Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations do apply. Hey, Dan, watching a little bit of soccer or trying to, uh, and you've got a giant lightning storm. 75th mm. minute uh, with the U.S. with a 1-0 lead uh, in the, in that warm-up game. Uh, absolute uh, torrential International
6: downward. friendly. A friendly, as it But were. the weather is not so friendly.
5: 75th minute, and all of a sudden it said, all right, let's go enough of this light mist that you guys are dealing with let's really bring it down
6: that is no joke don't mess with lightning
5: well i mean you can go back to caddy shack and learn your lessons (laughs) i was gonna say there is no well yeah you don't mess with it no 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 absolutely no 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 i mean that's the one thing with all the uh soccer and youth sports that you see around it's like no, they'll play through pretty much everything, and, and parents sometimes will complain about it. But as soon as there's lightning within like 300 miles, nope, yes. that's it.
6: <laughs> Game over. It's like,
5: it's really down the coast. It like, doesn't matter. Lightning has been spotted somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the uh, remote area code. So we get after it. Hey, you got a new helmet today. Like, I got it recently. I'm calling it today. Just you know, I'm, I'm going to specify because uh, it's new to me. It's kind of like the NBC, right? If you didn't watch their fall sitcoms once upon a time when they did reruns in the spring and summer, they would say, hey, it's new to you. So, you know, the commander's helmet uh, new to me. Uh, but Terry McLaurin has a nice new shiny contract going on worth an estimated seventy-one million million, three three years, $71 million, $28 million uh, bonus. Uh, as it were so all of a sudden we look at the squad i mean they had the QB1 thing i didn't see people get as mad as the the folks did at the bears last year with Andy Dalton all of a sudden Carson Wentz is QB1 and trying to look all menacing in a post in the uniform all yeah, sweet his... whatever and nobody cared Oh, it's <laughs>
6: hey it, he did not pull off the look very well it was because he's wearing the like the long sleeve shirt underneath there's, it was it was an odd picture uh for sure. Uh, I it just it didn't it I'm not a huge fan of the jerseys. The helmets I'm I'm, I'm okay with. I'm fine. I'd probably give it a B minus if I had to, which is a decent grade. Look at that. Yeah, I'm I'm usually pretty harsh with helmets, but Wentz just looked awkward in the picture.
5: Well, I mean that's kind of we're, we're at that when you're you're trying to front him as your the face of your franchise. they you Probably should they're, put Terry McLaurin out there at this Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we signed him to do a new deal. I don't care about QB one. Here's the guy that matters. Hey, the McLaurin's deal. McLaurin's deal
6: is for when there's a new quarterback and a new owner. That's when it's really going to pay off for Washington. It's it's a, it's crazy, Mike, to think that twenty million dollars for a wide receiver now is almost it's the norm. Well, that's and it. He got, he I mean, well north of twenty million a year.
5: Yeah, I mean, you had the Tyreek Hill deal, well north of that. Then you had the Christian Kirk deal that got everybody all mad. And it's like, all right, Jacksonville overspent, right? I've argued all along, Dan, you could agree, disagree, tell me I'm an idiot. Uh, it's it's like when people tried to point out what Tom Brady did. Tom Brady had a wife that it was worth a half a billion dollars. He's made like 300 some odd million dollars on the field, let alone everything off. So, yes, there's a bit of an ability to kind of move things along a little differently in terms of your contract structure with Christian Kirk, the Jaguars had to say, hey, we're overpaying. So any wide receiver that came in that wasn't an over-the-top player, like McLaurin's a, a great player. I mean, we stipulate to that. That if it's you're a lesser commodity, you're not suddenly saying, all right, that's the new starting floor because one team overpaid. That's not the way it works. So for quarterbacks saying, hey, will you, will you play for less? Asked and answered because they're going to laugh at you. And on the other side, hey, Christian Kirk got this and he hasn't done anything. It doesn't matter. It's an outlier and it's a team overpaying. Here, you got what is the new market value to just say, all right, we're going to take care of you now uh, and eventually things will get better. So suck it up.
6: You hope. You you, you hope that. You
5: are in the East, though. So potential for chaos is certainly there, right? Expectations are there for Philly. All right. Jalen Hurts is a guy that you love fantasy wise, but certainly some people still have questions, even though they've upgraded their wide receiving core tremendously. The Giants are the Giants. I don't know what they are uh, with with McAdoo Uh, or I'm sorry, with uh, Dable. I'm sorry. I was turning the clock in my head. And then obviously, you know, you look at the Cowboys and every year they're expected to be great. They fail. So, I mean, Washington could surprise. I mean, at least from a football standpoint. I mean, they've written us letters to tell us how stabilized sure. it's been the last two years. And,
6: and I really liked Washington coming out of that playoff loss to the Buccaneers. And I thought the defensive line and what they had going um, that just didn't work out last season. And the Fitzpatrick injury, I know, wasn't uh, it didn't help them a lot. But I just don't know how you can have – I don't know how you can have hope – if you're a Commanders fan, it's nice that Terry McLaurin got this deal. But Mike, it like I like the Devonte Adams deal. You know why? Because I know Derek Carr is pretty good. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is pretty good. I don't know if Carson Wentz is pretty good. I don't know if Tua Tonga is pretty good. And all these guys, those guys, got new weapons, and it's to help the quarterback find out. I like it the other way around. I like it when the quarterback is set and then you say to that quarterback, All right, we're gonna go and get you a target. That's what I like look, Josh Allen's our guy. We're gonna go get him Stephon Diggs. We're gonna go and bring him into the fold. And maybe maybe that was still Josh Allen needing something to prove, but I just and, and it's more of the way of the NFL now of, you know, get your receivers locked up and then fill the quarterback. Like the Seahawks have a decision with DK Metcalf. Sure. You know, and it's really not a decision because you got to sign up to a long-term deal. But now it's, well, who's going to throw to him? You know, and, and that sort of thinking is not what I love. It, you still have to sign these guys, but I'd rather just have the quarterback in place and then go and pay a wide receiver, kind of like the Raiders did.
5: Geno and Drew Locke are ready to go. Uh <sighs> Pete Carroll says it's ready. Come on. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, Fun to to be had there. No question about it. Uh, Not for you as a guy who likes the Seahawks, uh, but certainly interest for me. Uh, Look, I'm not a Carson Wentz guy, but I look at the rest of the squad. That defensive line can't nearly be as bad as it was. A year ago. Better hey, not be. Yeah, it can't be. With prices soaring at the pump, Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back. Gas stations at Target now through June on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations apply. Let's talk Kyrie next.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.